Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of Talk Time with Tom and Tina. Everyone, happy Friday. Tom and I are at two different destinations today. I'm staying far away from Tom, who has been unwell this week. Um, mm. But we wanted to give you an update on, as usual, um, all things mortgage and finance this week. Um, we're going to cover off inflation, interest rates, um, some updates on some broker figures, and drill into first home buyers. Um, over to you, Tom. I'll start with the first home buyers. I've had a few yeah, first great. home buyers this week, and um, there's been a few particular areas that um, I explore commonly with first home buyers, given the types of properties they usually purchase by them. A um, couple of things to note. Um, banks can get a bit funny when it comes to high density apartment blocks. So these are typically blocks that are over five stories or have more than 50 units in the block. Um, banks can be a bit funny when it comes to high LVR lending, um, in particular postcodes. So you've got to be checking the postcodes against the bank's risk appetite in those particular areas um, that you're looking in. Um, Banks can also get a bit funny when it comes to um, studio apartments, um, particularly when they're um, either a one bedroom or a studio and the internal size, excluding balcony, storage, car space is under 50 square metres. Um, about half the market drops out under 50 square metres um, and then under 40, there's very few options, maybe one or two or three in limited situations. Um, so you've got to be um, careful when considering purchasing an apartment that's your first place. Um, and just making sure that if you have those particular areas, you're making sure that the bank will consider those for your application. I mean, this has come up. I literally just got off the phone call to one of my first home buyers that's been pre-approved. And probably the key advice that I give her is that anytime you find a property that you want to make an offer on, um, reach out to your broker. Yeah. Come back to me. Let me have a quick look. Make sure it's not company titles, the other one. Um, that, that we often see or, you know, other things to sort of be aware of if the price point is significantly lower than sort of other properties in that area um, that are comparative, ask the question of perhaps there's a special levy or something. There's usually a reason why it's 100000 less than, mm. than the neighbouring property. So, mm. yeah, um, some good, good points there, Tom. And look, we are sounding a little bit like a broken record um, with interest rates, but um, last week we were we were a bit more optimistic that we had seen the end of the rate rises. Uh, but then, lo and behold, we were shocked with some um, higher than expected inflation figures that came out um, a couple of days ago, which has now got some of the economists suggesting that the Reserve Bank will need to lift rates again come June. So we, we will wait and see. Um, I think the long story short is that it's just an uncertain environment. On one side, you've got economies on the other side of the world that are, you know, seeing significant drops in inflation um, and expecting to pause rates over there. Um, and it's just it's just an unknown environment. So make sure you're prepared for some more rate rises um, when you do your budget. Which potentially is the reason um, why there's lower levels of stock on the marketplace as well, just a high level of uncertainty. Um, and that's why there's less vendors willing to list their properties um, or accept a discounted price um, for their property for sale. Yeah, and that's that's probably a good segue that um, we're actually starting to see Sydney property prices on the rebound even further, um, which, you know, Potentially, that means that that more people will be more willing to pop, put their property on the market if they feel that the the prices are going to start going up and they're going to get a better price if they sell it rather than them going down. Um, we also saw brick broker figures come out, and it's something that we like to sort of really kind of focus on. That seventy percent of the market is using a mortgage broker, mm. and um, I think both Tom and I had examples this week where. 
literally a client had been directly to a bank, been told, say, they can borrow 400000 and then that actually put them not able to, to buy the property that they wanted to buy. I redid the numbers looking at, you know, 30 different lenders across across the panel um, and was able to show that they can borrow nearly half a million dollars, which meant that they could buy this particular investment property. So I think that's probably one of the key reasons, obviously, you know, rate, options, responsible lending, but borrowing capacity in different credit policies and having all those different choices available to you is driving more and more people to, to brokers. Yeah, 100%. And also, um, when you're understanding what the banks will lend, given that it's a range like that, uh, Tina, it's also working through what the repayment's going to be, making sure you've got enough cash buffer after the settlement as well. The client I had this week in particular that um, went to the bank directly, um, she wasn't sure how much cash she needed to have. She, she, she knew she wanted to have some cash, but she didn't want to put every single dollar she had of her deposit into the purchase price. So she wanted to work out as well and have a sufficient deposit as for unexpected emergency expenses after settlement, things like that. It's so important. Mm, 100%. Cool. All right, well, that's it from us this week, guys. Have a great weekend, and we will see you next week. Thanks, guys. Bye. Cheers. Bye.